right, welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Spirituality. I'm Sydney DeLorean, and I have Mark Kameyer back. Uh, how's it going, Mark? Woo, it is going. How are you doing? I'm doing well, um, and by that I mean I'm having some serious lady problems. Um, so I'm drinking. I saw your I saw your Instagram stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm aware i'm aware yeah. yeah there's no subtlety uh in my life um yesterday i was like i was crying in bed in the dark for hours um oh man but i have to be a functioning human being so i'm drinking uh kratom right now and i'm uh i'm sitting upright and so uh i'm gonna get through this episode but i figured i'd let the listeners know so in case um i'm an idiot i have an excuse you want the listeners to know how much of a badass you are, and you're gonna you're gonna get through this. And uh, Mark has no excuse to not be entertaining. Um, yeah, no, really. Uh, I, I the also on. yeah, I wanted to put the pressure on you to be entertaining. <laughs> um, because I'm bring it. Yeah, I'm barely aware of like what realm of reality I'm in right now. Uh, but we're going to try to do an informational <laughs> podcast. It's it's not good. This is not a good reality. Get out. Um, that's, Shit is falling apart all around us. Jesus, that is that is true. Um, response to the last episode we did was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, even the person who complained about phone interviews said they enjoyed it enough to listen to the entire episode. Well, la dee da. Right. Here we are. Here we are with another phone interview. That's right. Um, I have yeah. a new recording setup, so maybe the quality's better too. We'll see what. Oh, uh, I see. We'll see what the public has to say. Sure thing. I got a lot of uh, good responses on my end as well. Uh, they they um, a lot of people that actually know me in my personal life, I guess, didn't know a lot about uh my history with uh you know mental illness and dating and all that jazz so they they were well informed so yeah it uh our talk got some some good feedback on my end as well oh that's cool i feel like people often they just know you as you know the functioning person you are and they just they don't think about that like what's that saying that southern people say like everyone has their own struggle or like I don't there's I'm sure there's some quaint southern the, saying the problem with that is there's so many yeah being, you know being being a southerner myself uh there's there are so many that even I don't I can't comprehend because uh my my parents are from old timey not old timey but they're from Mississippi so they even they have even more weird old southern sayings and they'll they'll try to use it today and i will look at them and go i don't know what the fuck you just said and i'm offended that you're trying to confuse me with your nonsensical word speech um i probably would really love it uh because i just i enjoy uh southern idioms to a great <laughs> to a great degree um I, I think the uh i think the phrase you're you're you were looking for is uh Nope. You know what? I don't have it either. I was. Gonna, <laughs> I think you were closer. I think it's yeah. It's like, uh, you never know someone's struggle until you. Yeah, I don't. I don't Something know. about like some shits going on behind closed doors, and <laughs> basically, hey, everybody's got shit. That's basically it. Yeah. So uh, cool. Well, I'm glad that uh, your listeners and your real life friends enjoyed it. 
Um, I hope they like this topic as well, because uh, today we're going to talk <laughs> about Satanism. Oh, <laughs> I uh, that was my yeah, my best doom growl. That, that that's not my best, but it's what you get. Yeah, you are an actual singer, so I bet you can really lay on some growls. I'm not gonna make I, you do I, that I could, on the spot. I could. <laughs> I could, but I don't know how it would come out on that end. You know, it might sound awesome to me, and you're just gonna go, "Yeah, that's unusable. I can't do it." Uh, no, but, I'll make fair enough. I'll make you do it for a Patreon only exclusive. I don't have any Boom. <laughs> I don't have any Patreon subscribers. Um but if not not yet. Not yet. You wanna hear this shit, then you better you better get on that uh that second tier. That's all I'm telling you people. <laughs> um, so when I sent you the list of topics uh that I had for the show, I kinda have a rough um lists uh and you said you like and i was like what what of these would you be interested in covering and you uh said satanism what what is your angle of coming at it from like what is your experience or knowledge or interest in it well i guess it sort of stems from the uh the subculture that sort of uh uh it's not necessarily derived from, but see, I'm a I'm a big metal fan, as you you know, as you may have guessed or may not, and a lot of metal bands in the community are they they have a very visual outlook of of representing uh you know Satanism or even if it's just for the uh, the aesthetic of it all. Or if it's something that they just actually practice and they're just trying to demonstrate it, but it's very, very, it's a very popular aesthetic in the metal community. So that's kind of my introduction to it. And also, it it doesn't help, you know. As I've mentioned, I'm from the south, and so you kind of get the opposite spectrum all over the place uh, from Satanism. You get the opposite. You get you get the uh, super crazy Christian. Uh, aspect of it and when you are bombarded with so much uh christianity and religious things uh growing up in the bible belt you tend to start having some thoughts and the, the those thoughts are what if you're not giving me the story straight <laughs> or like what if, what if there's more to it and by two it i mean the world like what if there's th this just seems very black and white and very one-sided and i don't think that's how the world works so you know and then you you, you introduce uh uh this the uh, the imagery that comes along with uh with satanism that uh you know most people uh associate with it or they they recognize from it and i'm sure we'll get into that uh, then you start going, okay, well, what's, what's this all about? And then you introduce certain aspects of, of Satanism, like, uh, what, what does it actually mean? And, oh, look, there are people that practice this or quote unquote practice this stuff. What's that all about? You know, or now you're telling me there's, there's a, there's a church of Satan. There's a satanic temple. Well, that kind of sounds like organized religion to me. And that sort of, isn't that contradictory to the other end of the spectrum 
that uh, I was trying to uh, get away from. I don't know. I'm, I'm so so that whole aspect of what does it all mean is sort of fascinating to me. And not to mention vi the visual aesthetics that come with it. You know, leaves something to be uh, uh, maybe not desired, but in intrigued by. Um, yeah, I have a very similar uh, background to you. I was raised um, Southern Baptist, so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of holy rolling and sort of what I call church hysterics. Um, oh, yeah. Like the world's changing. Everything is evil and scary. We were church six days a week type people. Um, oh, good Lord. Yeah, that's why I always tell people I put my time in um, when they're like, oh, you don't go to church. I'm like, listen, I went to church enough for the rest of my life. Um, and of course, my reaction to kind of coming out of that indoctrination was to be very angry at religion and very adversarial to it. Um, oh, sure. It, it, as I got older and the anger subsided, I have a lot of respect for people and their individual uh, spiritual practices and beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I I always joke that I'm your friendly neighborhood Satanist or I'm a semi-practicing Satanist. And I think the interesting thing, we'll get into the history of the Church of Satan, um, but one of the things about about it is they don't proselyte number one they're an atheistic religion uh like mm -hmm. first of all i'm still an atheist but also um they don't proselytize and in one of their mission statements they say like we're not trying to change people's opinion like people have their inherent beliefs and people who agree with us kind of flock to us and um, for me, the thing that's appealing about the Church of Satan as an atheist is that we are communal creatures and um, humans kind of uh, unite together over um, community and ritual and theatrics. And so the thing about the Church of Satan is um, uh, someone described their uh, practitioners as having an appreciation of human nature, a love of flair and pageantry, and a flair for mockery. And so as someone who I'm I'm kind of a theatrical type person and I'm uh so I appreciate sure. I appreciate all of that. And I think that's why it does lend itself so well to metal bands, is it's theatrical and there's iconography and there's showmanship. And those are things that religions have, especially if you're raised Southern Baptist. Like, I've been to a lot of different religious church ceremonies, and I will tell you mm -hmm. this. Southern Baptists know how to put on a goddamn show. Oh, don't they? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. I, I grew up uh, in a Nazarene. Oh. Uh, you know, church of the Nazarene, which is not far off. And matter of fact, up until about uh, 30 to maybe 50 years ago, those two were – you really couldn't find the difference between the two. Uh, they, I think the Nazarenes have now since, uh, like these days, they're a little more contemporary. They're a little more loose and free. Um, Southern Baptist, not so much. Um, no. But not it... so much. And, and yet you hear, they, what, what drives me nuts about the Southern Baptists, uh, and I know that's, that's, that's sort of a, a digression, but what drives me nuts about the Southern Baptists is you tend to find that they pretend or at least they adhere to being uh, the, the strictest and the, uh, uh, the most uh, 
renowned of of true blue Christians, and yet every time you hear about some bad shit going on with hardcore Christians, they tend to be Southern Baptists, um. and I. I find that that to be there's there's a correlation there, and um, I just kind of ironically scoff at that and like, eh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, I I agree with you, and that'll bring me to like I have a little bit on the history of the word Satan, um, mm-hmm. and it'll bring it back to this sort of church mudslinging. Is um, in the Old Testament, the word Satan was a noun for adversary. Uh, or mm-hmm. opposer or one to question so it would be like you know god sent so and so to satan bethlehem and it meant like this person was meant to like question the people um but uh after the old testament was written over time jews started interpreting this word as meaning satan was like a literal figure and he was an angel cast out uh to a and his mission was to oppose god and this interpretation is what led to um in the new testament satan being written as an individual who tempts humans to commit sin so it's like just poor literary interpretation led to the creating creation of this mythological tempting evil person um but then in the 16th century satanist became a slur that christian groups would use against one another because it's always that like in the christian world you know the lutherans are slinging mud at the methodists or who are slinging mud at the presbyterians and whatever and it's (laughs) been like that for hundreds of years and so it used to be like oh if you have a different interpretation of christianity than we do you're a satanist and so this Satan is an invention of Christianity, and he's also, like, it's a slur that Christians use against each other. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, there. then there's, like, hundreds of years of history of people accusing other people of Satanism and blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah, like, yeah, speak, you know, bringing it back to the metal of it all, you know, it's like, it's, you get into the whole, the satanic panic of uh you know things going on in the in the 80s with uh certain you know metal bands or certain uh literature in like comic books and movies and it's just yeah it's just, I, I, it's it's no wonder some of these bands sort of just fully embrace it because if you're going to label them as this then it's it's that whole thing of oh you're gonna call me this thing well you know what fine i'm gonna be the biggest that thing you've ever seen if you're just gonna go ahead and label without uh uh you know getting to know what i'm about and what this is all for so it's yeah that's totally an example of like almost i don't want to say like secreting but like manifesting your fears when you're i i was born in 1984 like the height of the satanic panic and by these like crazy religious parents and as i got older like anything i said or did was interpreted as like evil um like i was taken (laughs) to get an exorcism my upbringing was bananas but it became this thing where i was told that i was evil and bad so much just for like my natural like thoughts or questions or impulses that then I was like I don't know do I have to get into Marilyn Manson now like I'm told that I <laughs> you know what I'm saying because you and just then, and then you grow up and you're like oh well he wasn't even dude he was just saying just do whatever the fuck you want yeah <laughs> like, which which is a, 
is sorry, I'm choking on kratom powder, uh, which is oh, like, it's okay, <laughs> which is like a very uh, satanic thing. Um, so in 1966, because I the type of Satanism that I like, I don't even want to say practice because I don't even think about it on a daily basis, but the sort of Satanism that I relate to is the uh, what they call Levian um, Satanism, and it was uh, created by Anton Sanzer Levay, who in 1966 founded the Church of Satan, and then in 1969 he published a Satanic Bible, um, and it's basically more of a philosophy embracing humans as animals with uh, animalistic impulses and a human nature to them. Um, and it opposes Christianity's denial of this nature. Um, he believes that, uh, basically all gods of all religions are humans projecting their egos, um, and saying like, not like I want to do this or I believe this, like, not like I'm uncomfortable with homosexuality, uh, rather than say that it's saying God says this thing is wrong. And so you're creating a projection of your beliefs as this like external higher being um, in order to follow. And so LeVay's like, let's just call it for what it is, is that mm -hmm. you're this is a creation. And so if humans have this impulse to create a deity to follow, why don't we acknowledge it as what he said is I theistic, which is I am the guiding force in my own life. Um and it's uh, one quote I found described it as a self-religion for productive misfits. And uh, <laughs> that sounds pretty astute. Yeah. And I really liked that. Um, later, we can kind of go through um, maybe the tenets of Satanism and stuff. But a lot of it is about having like confidence in yourself, knowing yourself, being self-directed and having a pursuit of um, intelligence and like basically embracing yourself as the the power in your own life um right. i don't know why it sounds really new agey when i say that uh well in a way it's it's kind of new agey if if it's you break it down in in those sense of terms even though a lot of it probably stems from uh just the practices of paganism because as you said uh like all these deities and gods are created uh from man's own ego and it's like well yeah but yeah, they've been doing that since the dawn of man because there have always been these uh the you know the myths and legends of gods but before they were myths and legends that's what they believed you know there was a time where uh those early ancient greeks you know zeus was not mythology zeus was the man who or the god that brought down the thunder you know that uh, athena was you know the what is she, goddess of wisdom? Uh, you know, like all of those deities you hear and all these things that we now call mythologies, like, well, it wasn't always mythology to them. You know, the, that was that was the gods, and that was just uh, – that was a fact. Everyone knew it. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I wonder, and I say this as someone who's like a casual student of mythologies, if mm -hmm. in the early days of those were – did people – interpret them literally and like were they did they have an understanding of you know we haven't really angered the gods it's a, it's a euphemism it's like an allegory or did they they literally thought they were angering the gods if they were to act up i think originally perhaps it was specifically 
metaphors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, and I think, I, I have no evidence to back this up, but I, I can kind of. I mean, we ha- we have hieroglyphs, we have runes, we have you know all these you know ancient uh, things of uh, you know l- illustrations, if you will, about you know the the biddings and the doings of the gods and everything like that. And so I think they were. Uh, I don't want to call them. I don't think they were stories, but I think they were used as metaphors and then somebody or some people decided nah you know what i think this i think there's something to this i think uh i think maybe this is real otherwise why would we use them as metaphors maybe it's not a metaphor this is like literal and yeah why else would we have natural disasters unless the gods were angry and thus that's how you get organized religion which yeah which i just hate it's almost like practitioners of organized religion are people who don't understand like the ephemeral or poetic aspect of life and language and belief and so yeah they have they're like hard-nosed thinkers i'm not accusing them of all having autism i'm just saying that (laughs) (laughs) i'm just no not 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 autism but i think they just their brains were not working properly let's put it that way yeah they just they were so damn afraid of the world being too big and they needed they needed uh something to look up to and uh and feel safe you know there's a there's a god in the sky um and he you know he or she watches over us so you don't need to be afraid you just need to live your life according to those wills like well what are the gods what are those gods wills uh i don't know somebody will write it down uh that (laughs) hey you you over there write write some stuff the gods will will like us to do and Um, we'll find great comfort in it we'll, we'll find great comfort in that because you know why mortality is frightening that I mean, that's that's what it is. I firmly believe organized religion is the root of all evil, and don't take my word for it. Go back and do your history, folks. Uh, some bad, bad shit has happened in the world since the dawn of man, and most of the time, it has to do with religion. Uh, yeah, I believe. Um... I mean, I think evangelical thinking, which using the term this way, I got from uh, an interview with a Franciscan friar who was on Mm -hmm. Pete Holmes podcast, but he was saying that evangelical thinking is like the root of a lot of distress because it's thinking like in terms of black and white and being very rigid in your thinking instead of having room room in your mind for the unknown and room in your mind for like basically differences Um, because a lot of people just don't have the ability to kind of think in the grays and be flexible in their thought or have open-mindedness which will bring it back to uh, Church of Satan because I was thinking maybe we'll go through their um, their beliefs and their tenets and so we can uh, discuss like then people can go oh do I agree with this do I not um, right. Yeah. Be- because I, when I started researching it about four years ago, four or five years ago, uh, I just had no idea. Um, and I, you know, as I researched further, I was like, oh yeah, this is basically sums up in a more articulate way <laughs> what I believe. Yeah. Um, but I'm often, you know, inarticulate or long-winded. Um, so from. <laughs> 
from uh, the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey, he has nine Satanic statements. Um, and the first one is that Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Um, and this is where they describe themselves as a carnal religion, like indulging and appreciating life versus a lot of Christian religions focus on abstaining from things that bring you pleasure. Uh, so how do we feel about that? Uh, the thing, I mean, it's like, there's a fine line between, you know, in, in overindulging and abstaining. Uh, and I just, uh, I guess it would just depend on what, uh, what you want to indulge in, you know what I mean? And to like a healthy degree. So one of the things that they stress is, um, cause they, they put a lot of focus on health and well being. So even though they say like indulgent things, they don't mean that to like the detriment of your well being. So it would be like, sure. taste the cake. Don't eat the whole cake, you know, but don't deny yourself of it. Don't, don't deny yourself of masturbation. Like, is it hurting you? Is it hurting other people? Oh, it's not. Okay. Then if it brings you joy, go for it. Um, the problem with the problem with that, and it's probably going to be a problem with with all of the all of the statements, and it's also it's a problem with uh, you know in other religious aspects as well. Is again, where's the line? Because what what one person thinks is uh, indulging in a healthy way, the next person's going to indulge and think, oh, they told me to indulge, and they're going to overdo it. Yeah, and so it's it's like it's it's a personal interpretation. And and that's when that's that's when you you kind of run into the uh, the murky waters, so to speak. It's because no two people, well, maybe two people, but no group of people are gonna think the same way. Um, definitely, which is why I think like this religion it focuses a lot on self awareness and self monitoring, um, because it is so individualistic. So it's not like look around, see what other people are doing, fall in line mm -hmm. with them. Um, uh, they're very anti-herd mentality, so it's like, just pay attention to yourself. Like, what's what works for you, what doesn't. Um, True, yeah. So the second statement is Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams, which basically, by vital existence, they mean the the reality, like your real, actual <laughs> living life. Um, so but yeah, basically, focus on who you are as a person while you're here in this world and don't worry about uh something in the next life that may or may not even occur yeah which um again most people don't tend to think about they you know or some some people do with the uh, encouragement of a rich reward when they die uh looking at you southern baptist uh <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, yeah, and it's kind of like yeah. But the thing is, you you think on the surface you are a good person and you're going to be rewarded, but you're not being a good person in actuality and on earth. And you don't you don't you don't care about the well being of other people, which is what's so hilarious to me about uh, a lot of uh, Christian organizations is how self indulgent they are. Without, oh, yeah. With, with, with no with no thought or concern about their fellow you know man or you know, fellow 
person in this let's let's say that without their fellow person you know they they have they don't care about uh helping or lo- loving thy neighbor as you know the book says is just kind of like yeah everything you're you're preaching about you don't do you are hypocrites uh yeah i always am like i can't imagine the burden of thinking that i have everything all figured out not just for myself but for everyone else on the planet um which we'll get to later because uh that is one of the cardinal sins in satanism um so okay satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit so like quit quit lying to yourself like be a wisdom seeking person um Mm -hmm. and i think anyone can support that um that's why uh, if anyone wants to listen back to the episode on odin uh the all father who went on like (laughs) you know his whole deal was going on a quest for wisdom not a very popular episode in the ratings people do not like my mythology uh recaps but I really like. I think they should. I, th- I think they should go back, especially now that uh, a certain TV show is very popular and features Odin quite heavily, and people love that shit. They love uh, when something's hot. Like I gotta find out more about it. Like yeah, go ahead. Go so, ahead. Uh, yeah, t- tune back into that episode that Sydney did about Odin and uh, listen to how fucked up those stories are. Yeah, he's the all father, yeah. or as I like to say, everybody's daddy. Um, well, a lot of lays, a lot of it's something to be said about these, uh, these, what we call uh, mythology, all these uh, uh, myth all fathers like Zeus and Odin. Like they, those dudes were kind of man whores. They, you know, they just, they were just banging everything. They were, uh, and I always say, I like, I wish I would have gotten into mythologies at a younger age so I would understand like the sort of. Um, uh, the in, in a, especially in Greek mythology, like me, the men in it are very driven. No offense, the men in Greek mythology are very driven out of like self interest, and yep. um, they're very like hard headed. And it's like, oh, this could have like at a younger age taught me a little bit more about the nature of men versus the women are like, you know, I just want to paint flowers and make the earth beautiful. And why the fuck is my brother impregnating me again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is yeah it's it's definitely uh they, there's uh there's probably a reason why they wait to you to get to a certain age before you start reading that stuff. that's true but i it would have given me a heads up on like maybe you know the inherent yeah. difference in the motivations between uh men and women that's um, that's a hundred percent true and then all all you little girls listening maybe maybe take note start reading mythology early yeah um <laughs> so uh, the fourth uh, satanic statement is Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of this is where their language gets kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. It, Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. And that one. Uh, oh, actually, all of these end with an exclamation point. They're very much because like, <laughs> they're they're screaming at you like why are you screaming at me yeah but i get it but it's fine it's like well this is these are the satanic statements and they're 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 poignant so okay fine you just tone it down a little bit yeah but they're like don't because i think it's maybe most religions preach kindness to all and be selfless be kind to everyone um whether or not they deserve it and um 
as someone who lives their life like that, I can let you know that like it's very draining. Um, and so oh, yeah. I could save a little bit of energy if I followed this and stopped wasting love on ingrates. Um, but it's very hard because I like to be kind to people. It's in my nature. Um, yeah. And and that one is kind of like a direct uh, opposition to um, if you wanted to do like a comparison between this and like the uh, Judeo-Christian Bible where it's uh, love thy neighbor or it's yeah. like love it, love everybody, especially the ones that you, you know, you think don't deserve it. It's like, no, you love them ex- like even harder. Because they'll come around, and you know what? Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't come around. There's, there are some people in this world that cannot be helped because they don't want to be. Yeah. And you know, and and I and I get it. Yeah, you you want to be kind to everybody, and you want to be kind as as much as possible. But my God, we're only human, and I'm sorry, human beings have um, thoughts and tempers. And, uh, you know, it's, if you're a guy like me, uh, patience wears very thin really quickly. So, so, you know, I can, I can totally get behind this one, even though it's like, it goes against everything I was taught at a young age, but it's like, well, yeah, but I've, I've seen a lot in my short, you know, 32 years that, you know, makes me really want to be on board with this statement. Yeah. So, uh, stop, stop wasting love on ingrates. Um, okay, number five, we're gonna get super metal now. Yes, uh, Satan represents <laughs> vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. So, again, well, another there, direct there opposition. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, yeah, there you go. It's like, well, of course, of course, it means vengeance because, well, why wouldn't it? Yeah, but see, the thing is, I, I have a problem with that one though because. It's it, it's sort of that one's even contradictory to this whole list because uh, look, kindness to those who deserve it. Fine. Like, don't waste love on the ingrates. OK, fine. But then you're also telling me to uh, 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 be indulgent. But, you know, you know, at, in a healthy way, it's it's almost preaching to you as as like as a pacifist. Mm-hmm. And then all of, and then all of a sudden, right in the middle, it goes, oh, but vengeance vengeance to your enemies right because like for me i'm like a walk away person so like i don't seek vengeance on anyone or anything i just am like oh that person sucks or whatever and then i just i i like leave and avoid things but i never seek out uh revenge but uh yeah the church of satan says get get your vengeance no, um, yeah, get your vengeance. It's like, yeah, you know, that's that's good in theory, but there again, there's a line. Yeah, <laughs> and, a, and maybe a very fine line. <laughs> maybe they just mean like go home and do some bullshit sigil magic, which like doesn't actually do anything, but it makes you feel better because a lot of the like magic practices they say like sigil magic is great, but it's actually just like a spiritual ritual for you. It's not like a yeah. real thing. So maybe by vengeance, they're like, do a voodoo doll. Like, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't actually hurt anybody, but, like, it'll make you feel better. Um, it's like, if you don't believe in voodoo, yeah, it, it, it won't hurt to, to do the whole voodoo practice because you don't know how to do it if you don't, if you don't practice it. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah go ahead. Go, stab a little doll if you, if you want to. Um, maybe do it privately so that nobody else sees you do it because that would be um, that you, you someone will call you somebody and take you away. 
uh, or just do what the rest of us do. Uh, write fan fiction where you take you literally take your vengeance out on these people, and it's like, okay, cool. Well, I don't have to actually do it. I got it all out on the word, you know, on on page. There we go. Yeah, practice some sort of like artistic vengeance. Yeah, um, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's metal bands that do it all the time. You know, in the lyrics, you know, it's like, wow, these lyrics are really violent. You must have been really pissed at somebody. Oh, I was. So there you go. There you go. Um. So, uh, okay, this one we can just gloss over because I don't really know what it means. Satan represents responsibility to the responsible. I get it. So, like, responsibility, accountability. um, But it says... Fair enough, I guess. But responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Oh, I, okay. Does that uh, mean uh-huh. don't don't take don't guilt yourself for something that someone else is responsible for? Is that what it means? I think it says uh, only be I, responsibility to the responsible. So I think that's that one's actually that sounds really self indulgent. Uh, which you know isn't isn't that kind of the uh, that's kind of their the, bag. Yeah, I guess, but see, and and again, now we're starting to blur the line because I feel like, even though they don't preach about it, the the Judeo Christian way is still pretty self indulgent, um, or maybe I'm just I'm just uh, projecting my thoughts on organized. Uh, they're very <laughs> well. They're very ego indulgent for sure. Like the Judeo Christians yeah, so. are very much like we know everything, and we like it's okay. very. But I think maybe okay responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. Maybe there's and I'm saying this only because I'm projecting my own life experience. Yeah, is yeah. like I was in an abusive codependent relationship for a long time, and so mm-hmm. I took on responsibility for his emotional state and like ah okay well there it is and so then that's what i think that's what this one's saying it's like you only be responsible for you since you're the responsible one instead of taking responsibility for this other person who is basically draining you yeah um yeah because you know like like it or not you know you can you can call them whatever you you will uh but you know psychic vampires are a thing people will come in and just drain the life right out of you um, and it's yeah it's 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 horrible and there's those those people there are some people that are psychic vampires that can't even be helped i um i was good friends with a guy for many many years and I finally had to break away because I literally just I, I couldn't be around him anymore because it was like it it was literally like being friends with Eeyore but <laughs> but like not not let's, let's pretend Eeyore is not this cute funny donkey that says horrible like dark things but it's funny because he's cute Mm -hmm. no let's let's pretend eeyore is this actual uh saggy sad sack of a person and literally cannot say anything positive to save his life so he relies on you to be the the light in his darkness and eventually your light is just being doused and 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 no matter what you do for this person no matter how much you try and build them up, there's always something to complain about. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was just it, and like literally, and he he couldn't function unless I was around. Oh Jesus! Uh, 
just 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 as as a human being you know and then uh he was <laughs> he was also one of those people that um this is why i ex- excluding your presence of course uh i phone conversations are ruined for me now because because of this guy because oh because you would, talked on the phone enough for the rest of your he, life he, yeah he call he would call and sometimes he wouldn't have anything to fucking say uh, it would just be just these long, drawn out conversations of literally nothing, and I had nothing to contribute. Oh. And every time I would try to get away, you know, one of those like you're trying to get away, like okay, so yeah, I'm gonna, and then he'd start up something new, and then it's like okay, yeah, so I'm gonna go, like yeah, but here's the thing, and then and then, and then just it, three hours later, and this would happen every single fucking time. Um, uh, I love yeah. that you use the Eeyore analogy because I just <laughs> two days ago to my coworker said jesus fucking christ i need the lady at table eight to get some fucking serotonin and she goes what do you mean and i go it's like talking to eeyore like when you talk to someone and you're just like jesus you just there's like zero serotonin happening like there's just no nothing nothing and i'm like it's i like we talked about on our last episode like I was like, I have depression. I can't be the only one bringing the party to this conversation. That's, like, and that—that's exactly that's. There you go. That's exactly my thought process with this guy, uh, and you know, and I tr- and I tried to do the the right thing and just be because he didn't have a lot of friends. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the ones the ones that he did have, he he slowly drove them away, or they would quickly get away because they knew better. So it was like almost left to me. I was the last man standing. And I said that you know somebody's got to be this guy's friend, otherwise, who knows? You know, I don't, I don't. He might, he might do something really bad, and I don't want that on my conscience, and I don't, I don't want him to do that. But eventually, it would, it just became so draining that it was like, dude, I'm already struggling on with my own personal shit, and you, and he knew that too. But and didn't know. care. Just, That's the thing. He did, is no, he did, did not, he did not care. care. If if he did care, he showed no sense that he understood or mm-hmm. that he just nothing. It was all about bringing him back into the light. Which, meanwhile, I'm already sitting in a dark corner with my candle. It's like, here's my light. Oh, you want it? Fine, take it. Oh. You know, I'll I'll just sit in this fucking dark room, I guess. You know, um, and then, and, but that wouldn't be enough because a small candle is not enough to light your way. There we so, go. So <laughs> fuck yeah. psychic vampires because they are the worst. Fuck them hard. Um, and we all hope they find help and get better. Just um, it's 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 true. It's their own journey. Um, <laughs> all right, number. <laughs> we 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 totally saved it. We nailed it. We did. We we sound like. Well, I mean, listen, we're good people. I just want to make sure that we don't uh, come off as being bad people. Uh, so there, it's in. It's now been recorded. We are good people. So we're uh, good people. We're good people. It's just there are terrible people out there, and we have to acknowledge that they are terrible. That's right. Um, all right, number seven. Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those that walk on all fours who, because of his divine, spiritual, and intellectual development, has become the most vicious animal of all. So we're, we're an animal, and sometimes we're worse than, like, other animals because we can be more vicious, I guess. Well, we have, uh, we have the, the intelligence factor, you know? Yeah, the, we, we are at the top of the food chain. We, we evolved that way. 
Um, and yes, evolution exists, people. So <laughs> you know it that that is what it is. And then having said that, yeah, we're all animals. I think it's made very clear. Uh, men are animals. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I just I especially this like in contradiction to Christian beliefs, because um, yeah. I I. Uh, you know, growing up super churchy and being told like sex is evil, sex is wrong, masturbation is evil, masturbation is wrong. And like, I just remember uh, I discovered masturbation um, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did a lot of it because I had, yeah. well, I had a jacuzzi tub in my bathroom when I was little. Oh. And so. I had a great time and then I got a pamphlet at church and it was like one of those little um, chick tracks that's like the cartoon uh, about sinning those little cartoon booklets and this one was oh, yeah. about a little boy who masturbated and what a sin it was and how God was watching him and he did was they like, literally have illustrations of this kid whacking off no but it was like him sitting on his bed looking sad and ashamed and I was like holy <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. Like, and I, I also knew like the society, like the cultural belief that like sex is worse for women than men. And so I was like, holy fuck, if this is bad for boys to do it, it's like really bad for girls to do it. And it like fucked me up that I like had (laughs) been so indulgent in this thing that it's, and then I'm, you know, after the fact, I find out it's a sin and then for, I swear to God, like two years after that, I felt like dirty every day when I would like just wash myself in the shower. I'd be like, oh man, because I'd be like, oh no, like my hands are touching myself where like I'm not supposed to. Like it really like fucked me up. And that kind of summarizes my whole childhood with the church, which was being told all of these urges you have, all of these like natural impulses you have are like wrong. Um, and so I like that Satanism is like, no, like you're an animal, like you have animalistic impulses that are just natural. It's not really good or bad. It's just, you have natural impulses. Like you have the impulse to like get off or like we're programmed to, you know, crave sweets. Like these are like things that are, it's not like, oh my God, I'm such a bad person. Um, no, these are these are just these are the the natural progressions of all human beings. Like we all have it, you know. Hell, not even human beings. All animals do this, you know. I don't know if all animals masturbate, but they they definitely fuck. So, yeah. At least, uh, except for the you know the asexual ones, but you know semantics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just. Luckily for me and my upbringing, and that I was never told masturbation was uh, was an evil thing. Uh, actually, matter of fact, there was, uh, there was one Bible I was given when I was like in my preteens and it was like the preteen Bible. So it's like, <laughs> it's the Bible, but it's, it's one you can understand cause you're a preteen and you don't understand, <laughs> you don't understand what's happening in this King James edition. It's like, okay, I guess. But even in that one, it was it, it said, you know, people will tell you sex is bad. It's not. It's good. But it's only good when it's with someone you love, namely a wife and a husband. Like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. And there was no chapter on masturbation. So thank God I, you were saved yeah. that shame. See, I was. I, yeah, and I discovered that early myself. So I was like, well, good. I'm not stopping that. So, you, yeah, you got lucky. I had a two year hiatus <laughs> and then I just Ugh. 
I got horny enough that I was like, I think the Bible's bullshit because I'm hella horny. Um, <laughs> but then that, see, and that, another digression, but even that, uh, uh, receiving that teen Bible opened my eyes in a way that I hadn't before because I go, wait a minute. This this particular Bible kind of contradicts what this other King James one that we're preaching in church has said. So why is that? And then you, co- you, you go down that rabbit hole and you find out, oh, it's because there are different editions. And depending on the writers is depending on what you're reading and what you're interpreting. And uh, King James, as is widely used uh over here in the uh the western culture um omitted a lot of things or interpreted certain things to his liking that uh you know was just better for him so he figured "Eh, it'll be better for everybody else too and everyone sort of just went along with it and i go that's not how it works bro (laughs) so you know and i've i've tried preaching that to a few of my uh churchier uh, people in my life and they just kind of look at me like I'm crazy and I go you don't have to take my word for it do your own research how do you think I found all else out yeah you know, it's 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 common sense you're not you can't keep passing down the same book over and over and over again and not expect changes it's gonna happen and do you know how old this damn book is there have been changes made so they're not ready to hear that. Um, no, they don't. They don't want to hear it. That's yeah. that's the problem, man. It's like, oh, you organized religious people. Anyway, stubborn. Yeah, um, stubborn. So number eight, Satan represents all of the so-called sins as they lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. So, and this is part of like the spin of making Satan like a positive thing where it's like, yeah, all of these things that are sins, um, they're things that like can bring you gratification if done properly. So like, you know, <laughs> how, how does, how, how does sloth factor into that? I mean, well, I, again, like within, within reason, because, you know, they say do things if it doesn't harm you or others do it. So, like, yeah. being slothful all of the time is very bad for you, but, like, having your period real hard and drinking some kratom and uh, <laughs> laying on the couch, like, why not, you know? like. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I have, like, this sort of impulse based on my upbringing that, like, if you aren't doing something, you're wasting your time. So, like, I... I feel like I was trained to constantly be busy and like for example my first house that I lived in alone I didn't own a couch for four years like there was no couch oh boy what'd you do I had tables around the entire like living room area set up as like a sewing station a graphics arts station a writing station and so either I was working at a work table and I would do that until I went to bed um (laughs) your living room was basically just a big office it was a giant office and it wasn't yeah I I lived there for four years with no couch and then like I bought a couch and then a couple years later my mom bought me a tv because she couldn't believe I didn't own a tv and like (laughs) I learned the joy of like yeah you don't want to come home every day and put the tv on and just like veg out and have your whole life be like work and couch but also there can be benefit to like relaxing and like yeah i just i i was not programmed to like 
understand that. Um, so yeah, sloth can be beneficial, um, depending. When you put it that way, there yeah. you go. Um, okay, so then, uh, last but not least on these uh, satanic statements, um, and then we can get into like the sins and stuff, because I really like what they consider to be sins. Um, ninth satanic statement, Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business for all of these years. And I think that's true. <laughs> well, hard to argue that one. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise there'd be no story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's an interesting one that they have to, th- they have, they have to throw that one in just for, you know, like, ha ha ha. Yeah, zing. Because there's that little bit of like a antagonistic quality to the, to the Church of Satan, you know. Where well, of course, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely uh, it was created in the United States, and I think it is an and it was popular in the United States and England, which are countries where Christianity has really had a high prevalence, and so yeah. it's definitely a reactionary. It's it's a life philosophy that exists in reaction to um to christianity um so i have the 11 satanic rules of the earth and then there are nine cardinal sins so i'll kind of like breeze through these um number one of the satanic rules of the earth do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked and i appreciate that um i do i do too even if sometimes i do break it so that's on me yeah, I just I think of all the times people have given me advice that I have not wanted where I'm like, yeah, I don't you graduated college in 1967. Why the fuck are you telling me anything about like academia or the job market? Because it is vastly different than it was when you used to work three months over the summer and you would use that money to pay cash for your tuition for the entire oh, school year. Yeah. Like no kidding. Like yeah, go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, and my my favorite is uh, getting advice from uh, you know not to call them out, but sometimes I'll get dating advice from uh, my mom, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I go, hey mom, when's the last time you dated? This is like, well, I've been married to your father for like they're going on thirty. Oh boy, I should know this. Uh, let's say thirty six to thirty seven years. I go oh, really? Wow. I was like, hey, you know what? That's that's a, quite an accomplishment. But you didn't answer my question. When's the last time you dated? <laughs> like, well, uh, when I was dating your father before we got married. I was like, okay, so roughly 37 years ago, you don't know how it works anymore. You have no concept of how dating works these days. Like, you just – you don't know. You can give me an overgeneralization, but an overgeneralization ain't going to cut it these days. Yeah. It's just it's – just, it, that's just not how it works. And she finally admitted to me, I don't know how it works. I was like, no, you don't. And here's the zinger, mom. None of us know how it works. We still don't know how it works. We're just kind of making the best with what we can. Yeah, it uh, it changes every single day. It's weird. And yeah. yeah, you're like, mom, if I ever am in a time machine and I'm going back 37 years to date, uh, I will I will hit you up for some solid advice. Um, yeah, it's like I will definitely do that, and and if you'll re- I, I, please do go on, but uh, if you'll remind me, I'll uh, I'll tie that the dating thing back into the overall subject after you tell me the rest of the rules. Oh yes, I cannot wait. All right, number two, do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Like, don't be a fucking eeyore, man. I I yes, 
Good God, yes. Don't, because yep. the emotional burden of just, ah, oh, Jesus. I'm a bartender, so, like, for a living, I get people who are like, oh, and then they want to tell me their fucking problem. And I'm like, honestly, all your fucking problems relate to the fact that you're, like, here every day sitting in that bar stool because, like, you're not yeah. addressing them. Um, but, yeah, I deal with uh, people unsolicited telling me their problems on a daily well, as basis. A, as a bartender, that's kind of – you're kind of like a therapist in that in that sense, um, you know, for better or for worse. Mostly probably for worse because those – you don't want to help those people. Well, they <laughs> but don't want to help like, themselves, really. Uh, they, yeah, yeah as, as you say. Um, and I just – and I don't mind hearing about other people's troubles as long as I'm a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to hear about strangers' troubles. You know, I just don't. And you, you as a bartender, you don't want to hear about these these strangers' troubles. Like, no, stop. None of you bartenders do. I, you know, the the place that I frequent, I, I I'll watch people. I like to people watch and be a bar fly. And I'll watch some of these people just kind of tell the bartenders who I happen to know, but they'll but they don't know them. They'll just tell them like their life story and what's going on with them. It's like, yeah, cool. You want another gin and tonic or not? Yeah. It's like, it's like, stop bothering these people. They don't want to hear about all that shit. And it's busy. It's also, it's a busy night. Why would you, why would you try to make friends like with the bartenders? Don't do that. Cause they're just fucking selfish and they yeah. don't care yeah. about the other customers. They're, they're just... trying to do a job. They're not, they're not here to, they're, t- they're going to pour you a drink until they, until you're not allowed any. And just, <laughs> don't, just don't, just don't yeah like leave them alone i was like i just i get i get such a kick out of watching that because i'm like what what is wrong with people a lot just like a lot in general um all right so number three when in another's lair show him respect or else do not go there which yeah don't go don't go in someone's house and disrespect them duh Um, i agree but okay here's where we get metal again number four if a guest in your lair annoys you treat him cruelly and without mercy like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) i mean why if there was ever a place to do it why wouldn't you i mean i guess so i would probably be like oh well you know what it's getting late i better see you off um but apparently i'm supposed to treat people cruelly and without mercy uh if it's but but you said if the if they annoy you in your own home yeah right yeah so yeah you know you know what and i i promised myself i wasn't gonna do it on this episode because i did it so much at the last one but let me tell you something if i'm in my house watching game of thrones Mm -hmm. and and i have people over watching game of thrones and uh they start acting a fool during game of thrones like uh, i don't know talking uh, while while I'm trying to hear important plot points and dialogue and things of that nature, I'm trying to get my geek on watching Game of Thrones, just like you know anybody who geeks out on the show. And if you, a strange person, come into my house and you're going to ask me a ton of questions while the show is going on, then I'm I have I reserve the right to throw your ass out. Yeah, get out of here. It's like talking like, in church. Get here. the fuck yeah. out. If you have questions, you should have asked them before. Like, don't do not come in here. Like, don't, no, you're ruining my experience. And it would be different if we were in your house. We're not. You're in mine. So, no, I'll, I will not stand for it. Yeah, I mean, just in general, I wish people would shut the fuck up during, like, movies or, like, I don't know, like, theater stuff. Or I, I go to see ice skating shows sometimes. And I'm just like... <laughs> 
dude, we're like observing something. Like we're actually in the act of observing something. So like oh, the, I... <laughs> the art, the show is existing to entertain us. We can talk yeah. about it afterwards. Like, that, yeah, afterwards. That's what it's for. I'll give you a better example, actually. Um, so uh, from time to time, we here at the house uh, that I live, me and my two roommates, we throw, uh, a, we usually throw two parties a year. New Year's Eve party, always. And then uh, we'll have one in the summer, which is like just a cookout. And it's like, hey, we're cooking out. Come on over, drink some booze, have some some meats, assorted meats, whatever. <laughs> or if you don't eat meat, it's fine because uh, one of our roommates doesn't eat meat anymore. So yeah, he's got vegan options, whatever. Well, one time we had this thing, and it's it was a, it was a smaller crowd this time around, and – uh, a group of girls came over that evidently the other boys met somewhere, and then they's like, "Hey, we're throwing a party. You guys should come over." And they did. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, I don't know these people, but we'll get to know them. It's a party. We'll mingle. We'll get to know them, and we're all having a great time. And it turned out that they had a mutual friend of one of my roommates, and he and she found out that her friends <laughs> were at our house. She's like, what are you guys doing over there? And da da da. And then uh, she she got on the phone with with him, my roommate, and he said, well, yeah, come come hang out. Your friends are here. And Sydney, let me let me. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I said we were having a great time, I meant it. Uh huh. And then this person shows up. Oh no. And and all of a sudden, just <laughs> she wasn't an Eeyore. She was, uh, hmm, uh, let's see. I, I want to call her a name, but I don't know how you feel about it. So it's your show. I'm not going to say she it. I'll just say, there you go. She a cunt? <laughs> it was like, it was like Hurricane Cunt decided to pay oh, a visit to no. our house. Because she, she walks in with like already this horrible attitude and then, I'm over there, you know, drinking and talking and mingling with the others. And I have, I'm a huge Batman fan. You know, I'm a nerd, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a self-appointed nerd. It's fine. I have no, no shame in my game. And I have these shot glasses that have uh, different Batman designs on them. Very cool stuff. So I'm taking shots of whiskey out of these little Batman shot glasses. And this girl does not say hello to me when she walks in. Uh, does not acknowledge my presence until she sees me taking a shot out of this Batman shot glass. And she looks at me. She goes, is that a Batman shot glass? No. I said, said, "Uh, well, yeah, it is. She goes, why do you even have that? I said, why do I have a shot glass? Uh, Because I like to take shots. Why else would I have them? No, why do you have a Batman shot glass, and it's just like, and if you can imagine the face I'm making, I'm loving your impression of this woman. I'm loving it so much because I I know this woman. I we've all encountered this woman where you're like, what a like what about shitting on other people makes you think that's like a personality? Like your whole personality is just taking a shit on other people you fucking cunt especially if you're coming to their house and you don't know them and and that's the first thing you say and so i looked at her dead in the eye and uh and i almost i asked i asked my roommate who's friends with her, I was like is she drunk 
He's like, no, I don't think so, because she drove all the way out here. It's like, if she is, then ooh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I, I looked at her. It's like, this is my house. I don't give a shit what you have to say. I'm gonna keep drinking shots out of my Batman shot glasses because they're awesome. And uh, and she just she doesn't proceed to talk to me anymore that day. But then she proceeds to just be this the hugest buzzkill of that party, like the, the biggest buzz kill in the world. And like, I, and I can't help but hear her. So I'm just like looking over at, um, the other roommate, the other, the guy who's, uh, uh, not friends with her, uh, the other one, cause there's three of us in this house. And he's just kind of looking at me like, what the fuck is this girl's problem? Like, what the fuck's going on? We were having such a good time. And she finally said, and I cannot remember for the life of me, the last statement she made, but it, it sent me over the edge and I was, I w- strutted up to this girl about to tell her off. And then out of nowhere in this drunken haze that I didn't even realize was my other roommate, uh, who is friends with her. And he lets her have it. Like you don't fucking come into our house and have this attitude. We invited you out. Your friends are here. We were all having a good time. And then you showed up with your fucking attitude and your fucking blah, 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 blah. Like just fucking go get out of here. You, you were like ruining our good time. And then she, she just kind of looked at him flabbergasted and he's like, no, I'm serious. If you're going to act like this, get out. I love the people where it's like no one in your entire life ever pointed out to you that you're a total fucking buzzkill cunt, that you're a negative, (laughs) nasty bitch. Like, you're just discovering this now. You've never had any issues in your entire life where someone's been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm telling you, man. And it just and it didn't she didn't get out because she kept arguing it. And so it just became this back and forth between him and her. And I proceeded to sit down in the living room on the couch with my legs crossed like a supervillain and go, excellent. And I just <laughs> and I just watched the show and I've got like this big shit eating grin on my face. Like, I can't believe how well this worked out. Because if it wasn't going to be him, it was going to be me. And I, I literally would have tossed that girl out of here. But yeah. uh, eventually, eventually, he he uh, verbally berated her so bad that she got mad and stormed away. And I was just like, you know what? That was worth it. But I just look. So there you go. So that's the perfect example for this. That's that's exactly what it is. If someone comes into your house and annoys you, and that that goes beyond the level of annoyance. That's like you. This woman literally came in hurricane cunt with all of her negative cuntiness and we just weren't having it we weren't having it and, yeah uh, yeah get out. Them out go stink yeah, up someone out. else's party exactly Jeez. move on yeah <laughs> all right uh number five this one goes without saying do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal so like Duh. Like a dance? Like a dance? Is um, there a mating dance now? Am I missing something? Well, I looked up what he meant by the mating signal, and basically he was like, listen, we're if you're not an idiot, you know what the signs are that someone is sexually <laughs> attracted to you. I'm not going to make a list about body language and dilated pupil and like verbal intonation. Like, yeah. if you are a human being who interacts with other human beings, you know what it means 
you know how to tell if someone wants to fuck you or not. So like, that's yeah, that's true. So like, I just like the, I just like the language of the rules. Like, unless you're given the mating signal, like, oh, what's that? What's that? Like, yeah. like a bat, like the bat signal, but it just says let's fuck. Let's fuck. Uh, yeah, I had to look it up because I was like, is there like a weird like special <laughs> handshake mate- mating signal? And it's like, no, just don't fucking don't try to finger blast someone if they're not you know, open to being finger blasted and you're here's, like, here's yeah. a, here's a question is, is a mating, si- does this count as a mating signal when you, uh, you send the late night text you up? I, uh, yes. Yeah. I think that is a mating <laughs> signal. I think the, uh, the, the booty call mating signal that, that is definitely dudes. I got a text the other day. This is a total aside from someone who like my girlfriends and I went hiking with this dude like two years ago. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm in this hiking group. We're doing this hike out to this waterfall. Like I'm camping out all weekend. Meet me at this start point. We'll hike out to the fall. It's like a whole group of people. And we get there and he's like, oh, I haven't found everybody else. Like, it's just me. Like, let's hike to the waterfall. And um, he was like just the fucking worst, like mansplaining everything to us to the point where he's like, oh, I'm like deflating a raft. And he's like, oh, you need to squeeze it because there's a little flap in there that you need to squeeze it. So they and I'm like, I've. I've deflated things before. Like <laughs> I know how the process works, but yeah. thanks, dude. <laughs> and then he'd be like, he had like this backpack with all these contraptions in it. Like instead of being like, oh, I brought a flask. He's like, I brought like a whole wet bar set up to make fresh margaritas. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like it's a hike. You need water and sunblock. What the fuck are you? At one point he was like, oh, do you guys want to smoke some weed? And my friend was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, hold on. Let's stop. So I can undo my backpack and get out this elaborate vaporizer system. And my friend was like, no, dude, never mind. I thought you had like a joint, like a normal fucking person. Um, yeah. yeah. And or he, like or like a simple pipe or, so, or like a hell of vape pen. Yeah, Jesus, no. Some, something easy. It was everything was like. It was like Inspector fucking Gadget. And if you want to Hold pick, on, let me, let me bust out my hookah bar real quick. It my honest, entire hookah bar. It honestly was that. And if you want to picture Inspector Gadget, exactly. That's what this dude looked like. And he kept being like, <laughs> he kept like being, he's really into Burning Man and then felt the need to keep telling us about Burning Man. And I'm oh, like, yeah, God not sake. interested. Like, I know about Burning Man. I've read about Burning Man. I went to art school where the fucking the whole department shuts down every year because half the staff is at Burning Man. I understand Burning Man. I'm not interested in Burning Man. And then he just kept talking about it. It was terrible. And I'm like, I also don't know why you keep telling me you're bisexual and poly because, like, I don't care. I'm shocked anyone fucks you. So anyways, he he texted me late at night, like, three nights ago being like – like, I haven't fucking seen this dude in two years. And he was sure. like, hey, remember me? We went on this hike. And he, like, enclosed a picture <laughs> from the hike and then was like, oh, since we saw each other last, like, my soulmate slash girlfriend, whatever, moved here from wherever. We met at Burning Man 10 years ago. We both totally <laughs> lurk on your Instagram and, like, love your vibe. We would love to get together and hang out and catch up. And I was like, oh, this is some gross oh, swinger shit. Yeah, they're trying to make you their third. I don't know what about me screams that like i'm like i have an interesting sense of style but like not really you know like (laughs) i mean if you have access to the internet you can see there's a bunch of bad bitches who look and dress like me out there i'm not the only bad bitch in the universe but like something (laughs) about me makes because i get that way i would like to get that zero 
amounts of times. You get that a lot? I get that fairly often where people wow. are like, like I, I, a couple of years ago, this guy used to come into my coffee shop and we would talk about like music and technology um, and had a lot of similar interests. And then he was like, you know, I'd love to get together with like you and my girl girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> And then he was like, well, yeah, I would, I think you guys would really hit it off. And I know you're like looking for a place and we're thinking of like moving to a bigger place where we would need like a third. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, <laughs> like, no, I thought I, we were like buddies or bros or like, yeah, maybe you were romantically interested in me. Um, but now I'm finding out that you have a girlfriend and you're looking for like a live in third and you think that's me go fuck yourself. I am very sexually square. Um, <laughs> I'm not like uptight, but I don't like people enough to be in a relationship with more than one at the same time. And I certainly don't like fucking enough to have to sexually satisfy more than one person. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's certainly a, a lifestyle choice, which, you know, we talked about, uh, the last time, um, um, we, we spoke. So uh, in my, in my, uh, in my experience, so, um, I think we talked about that. I'm I don't, pretty sure. I don't know. Not that I remember. Oh, I well, the, the, the woman I, I had was seeing with, uh, BPD, she was Polly. Oh. So, yeah. So in, in this case, I was the third and, uh, didn't go over well. Dude, it's just like, like relationships are hard and compliment complicated. I, should, and I shouldn't say third because that would imply that I had a relationship with both of them. And I did, you did. It was only, just... it was only her. Yeah. Actually we, we kept that world separate and she kept me and her world separate from, from her group that's and, a lot uh, better that's a lot yeah simpler. that's that's what it was well i thought so too but then i realized you know what i'm not a poly guy because i think i i don't like sharing yeah <laughs> it's like i don't like sharing the the attention and you know having a connection with this person and everything like that and so yeah yeah there are but, listen uh, there are people who are totally that's their thing and i have some friends who like that's their world and like good on you if that makes you happy but it seems like a lot of their waking hours are devoted to the relationship and maintaining the relationship and having balance and having communication because like yeah Mm -hmm. having one relationship is hard let alone multiple ones and making sure everyone is like even and not jealous I I have a job I don't have time for that I got yeah I got shit to do man I can't I gotta I can't keep multiple use like i just like that show big love used to give me anxiety just reading about it and like i can't (laughs) like how do they how do these mormons do this like how do they i don't get it i don't understand how they make this work because that's what it sounds like a lot of work they don't have other hobbies yeah yeah i guess and i just and that i don't know i just i don't feel like that's fair for the women either but they're willing participants in this whole thing, and then uh, you know what? I'm I'm finding a lot of poly uh, people are popping up on so on uh, like Tinder and Bumble. Oh and yeah, these, these dating apps like that's that's almost all I see now. If I if I hate myself hard enough and I get on Tinder, like 
All right, let's take a look at this now because I hate myself so bad. Uh, what? Polly, Polly, Polly. What? Is everyone Polly now? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's I, I, it's fucking weird. I don't. Whatever. It's, it's, it's your yeah. It's your own journey out there. Then you know, more power to you. I am not knocking the poly lifestyle. I've 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 learned a lot <laughs> in my uh, in my recent experiences with that whole uh, thing shall we say and i will say but, this you know. to bring it back to game of thrones uh sure. zach and i were on vacation when this season debuted um mm-hmm. we were at disneyland and so he watched the episode and then was like boiling over with excitement because he wanted to talk about it but like yeah. i don't understand it i don't get it and i felt very bad that he wasn't like here to watch it with his friends and talk to it with his friends. Like he just had me. And I was like, Zach might need like another girlfriend just to like, so I can outsource this because like (laughs) I, a game of Thrones girlfriend. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm, I admit that these are, this is a shortcoming of mine and I feel bad that he is boiling over with excitement, wanting to talk about this thing. And maybe I just need to like outsource that. So, like, you know, on Big Love, like, maybe one of the wives doesn't like anal, but the other's like, yeah, like, if you want to fucking ass, fuck my ass. And so, like, you know, I don't like Game of Thrones. And then I was like, maybe he needs just, like, a Game of Thrones girlfriend, and her name will be something like Brad. Um, Because let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Because because when I say girlfriend, I mean not a girl. Not a girl. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. There are plenty of really cool chicks who like Game of Thrones. Um, oh, yes. Quite so. Um, okay. So uh, where were we at? Number six, do not take that which does not belong to you unless it's a burden to the other person and he's crying out to be relieved. Cool. Don't steal. Um, Don't steal. Uh, seven, acknowledge the power of magic if you've employed it successfully to obtain your desires. Uh, if you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all that you have obtained. Um, like, don't, yeah, don't, don't bite the hand that feeds you or don't kick a gift horse or something. I don't know. Um, do not complain about anything which you need not subject yourself. Like, thank you. Thank you. Stop when people bitch about shit where you're like, you actually don't need to do that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I had to, you know, see my mom again this weekend. Like, says who? <clears throat> you didn't you didn't have to you chose to do it yeah yeah like stop yeah just stop crying to me about problems that aren't really problems because you're an adult with free will and a moderate level of autonomy so like <laughs> get it together linda um <laughs> jesus <laughs> um number nine do not harm little children uh goes without saying <laughs> yeah in the church of satan uh they hold animals and children in high regard because they're more helpless um so number 10 do not kill non-human animals unless you're attacked or it's for your food so don't just like randomly kill animals um (laughs) not for sport for food there you go um and number 11 this is the last one of this list when walking in open territory bother no one if someone bothers you ask him to stop if he does not stop destroy him and i (laughs) fucking love this metal 
It's so metal. It's every person in a waiting room who's watching YouTube videos on their phone without headphones. Mm. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. Well, that's just as bad as people talking into their phone like it's a goddamn walkie-talkie. Yes. That just – that absolutely infuriates me. Especially – and it's all it, – I always hear it in a in a big, open, quiet area. And then there's, hey, I'm talking to you on my phone. And then they have the speakerphone going at full blast. I'm like, I don't need to hear your goddamn conversation. Nobody needs to hear your goddamn conversation. What are you doing? If you don't want to put the receiver to your ear, fine. Get headphones. Get something, you know? And it's and I've I've bitched about that before, too. And people have told me, like, well, maybe your phone's defective and, like, the receiver's not – or you, but whatever, all these excuses. You also like, don't get, have to talk on your phone. Yeah, then don't talk on the fucking phone. There's just, you know, you, you can do, you, there are other ways around it now. Uh, yeah, yeah there I'm, was I'm, a, I'm with you. I'm with you there. There was a lady at Disneyland who, in the bathroom, was full on having a speakerphone conversation while taking a shit in the bathroom oh. in Fantasyland. And I was like, okay. You're really ruining the fantasy here. And does that person like it was just like the dumbest small talk conversation. And I'm like, number one, this conversation isn't like necessary. You're having a small. It's not like, oh, shit, you got to deal with something with work or whatever. You're just small talking with someone while taking a dump at Disneyland. I got I got to drop a deuce real quick. Let me see what Tracy's up to. Tracy. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I just wanted to be like. Does Tracy know that you're taking a shit? Because I know. Um, I bet she does because I bet Tracy's like, oh, yeah, me too. And then they're both just like having, you know, double deuces over there. And they're just on the phone. On the ugh, That is so. That. Uh-uh, no. no. That's a no. That is a no. That is. That is a. Uh, that's a destroy them moment. Yeah. According to these rules. Yeah. It's a it's a hard no. And I just. Yeah. I. I've had people get on machines next to me at the gym playing music on their phone with no headphones, mm. and it drives me bananas because I often – I go to the gym to read on the Stairmaster because yeah. I'm like, I want to read, but I need to move my body. Um, and so, It's just rude. It's yeah. just rude. Like, what, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, if, if you don't have headphones for your phone, then just don't take it with you to the gym because – like, you or get headphones. I don't know. Like that is so God, that's so rude. Yeah, it's just, it drives it just des- destroys decency, and that's the problem. Like we're living in a society, you fuckers. Like be decent. Be... You know, if if you want to if you want to subscribe to any religion, subscribe to my religion. You know what it is? It's hey, be a decent human fucking being and live your life. There you go. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't be a shithead. And subscribe to Decency with Delorean, available on all podcatcher apps. Um, Nailed it. It's my solo show. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the listeners of Simone Shea told me that it makes them sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because, well, okay, I started recording that show in 2011, right when I quit yeah. drinking and I was having a nervous breakdown. And it was like funny comedic monologues about dealing with life uh, and being mentally Ill-, ill. And they're like 10 minute monologues and they're dark, but they're really funny. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I took I took the first season down because I was like, I don't know, trying to get into a relationship and get a job. And I was like, oh, I don't know um, if I should have all this out on the Internet. But then I started doing it again. And it like a lot of times I'm recording it from like the pit of a bottom of depression. Um, right. Yeah. But to me, it's like 
lovely and vulnerable and funny. Uh, but when Simone Che was on hiatus before I like reformed it as this, uh, you know, when the listeners would write and be like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, just in the meantime, subscribe to Decency with DeLorean. It's like my other pro- podcast. It's, you know, not nearly as successful. And uh, some of them got back to me and were like, yeah, it just like, it makes me really sad to hear you be sad because they're, they're used to Simone J. Sydney, which is like more of a laugh fest. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, because Simone J. was me hanging out with my friend and like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so it's like, yeah, well, me alone is like infinitely more sad <laughs> than <laughs> than me in the reflection of like a friendship. But uh, but anyways, it's a great show and it's about being decent because um, people should should try to be decent. Exactly. Check that out, folks. Um, yeah, it's fucking I'm so gross with self-promotion. Um, <laughs> all right. Nine satanic sins. I swear we'll wrap this up eventually. This is like this is like a Rogan uh, length episode. Um, hey, hey, man, it's this is this is good, high quality content. So they they should be so, so lucky to receive it. Yeah, I think they're getting to know you more, which is always good. Like, sure, you know, yeah. Um, so they can look forward to future episodes. Uh, so nine satanic sins. Number one, stupidity. It's top of the list. Cardinal sin of Satanism. Uh, <laughs> ignorance is one thing. It says, but our society thrives increasingly on stupidity. It depends on people going along with whatever they are told. The media promotes a cultivated stupidity as a posture that is not only acceptable, but laudable. Satanists must learn to see through the tricks and cannot afford to be stupid. So don't be stupid. Uh, Don't be stupid. Number two, pretentiousness. Uh, And it's, it it says it's irritating to other people. (laughs) And um, yeah, so that's, that's bad. Uh, Three, this is, this is my biggest uh, complaint about other human beings. Um, Number three is solipsism. And um, it says it's very dangerous for Satanists, projecting your reactions, responses, and sensibilities onto someone who is probably far less attuned than you are. Uh, mistake of expecting people to give you the same consideration, courtesy, and respect that you naturally give them when they won't. Um, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, solipsism really, really bothers me when people... Uh, see the world from their own viewpoint only and project their thoughts and feelings onto other people where it's like, dude, what's right for you isn't right for everyone else. And exactly. I just, I can't. Um, number four, self de- self-deceit. So don't lie to yourself. Um, and that's probably really good. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, herd conformity is number five. Uh, because this is an individualistic uh, religion. Number six is a lack of perspective. And it says this one can lead to a lot of pain. Um, you must never lose sight of who and what you are. And uh, But, oh, then they write a bunch of stuff that's actually kind of obnoxious. Um, <laughs> you must never lose sight of who and what you are and what a threat you can be by your very existence. We are making history right now, every day. Always keep the wider historical and social picture in mind. I don't. They could. They they could have just left that at you. You could be your own worst enemy. Don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just, yeah, just, just sum it up like that. Yeah. It came off kind of egotistical. I don't like that. Um, okay. Number seven, forgetfulness of past orthodoxies. Uh, be aware that this is one of the keys to brainwashing people into accepting something new and different when in reality, it's something that they, that was once widely accepted, but is now presented in a new package. Um, we are expected to rave about the genius of the creator and forget the original. This makes for a disposable society. Huh. I feel like forgetfulness of past, past orthodoxies is a sin because it can lead to like problems that we've already solved. Um, that sort of thing about history, you know, is doomed to repeat itself or those, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Like that's where I would take this statement. Yeah, that's, I think that's maybe what they're trying to, trying to get at. Yeah, I but, don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, that one's kind of, that one's kind of, eh, wishy-washy oh, yeah. on that one. Um, number eight is counterproductive pride, and uh, pride is great up until the point that you begin to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, the rule of Satanism is if it works for you, great. When it stops working for you, then you've painted yourself into a corner. And the only way out is to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. I wish we could compromise somehow and then do it. Um, so, yeah, don't be prideful to the point that it gets you in trouble. Um, fair. Easier said than done, but yes, fair. <laughs> yeah, I've been told yeah. that I'm hard headed. Um, <laughs> you're in good company <laughs> honestly i always say the, the one thing that i i uh dislike most about zach is sometimes when we disagree it's because he's right um mm-hmm. and but you won't let him have it will you no i always let him have it but like oh, okay. in past relationships <laughs> if i disagreed with the person i was dating it's because they were yeah. a fucking idiot and so it was like it was easy to be like oh we don't agree on this it's because you're wrong because you're an idiot um, but oftentimes when Zach and I disagree, it's cause he's right. And then I have to rethink my thinking. I have to question myself and I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn it. I think I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Like, hey, I've, I've been there uh, several times before. Uh, you know, the other day though, I got told I was wrong just because my opinion offered a different perspective and they're like, well, no, you're wrong. Like, how's that wrong? It's my opinion. Like because you're wrong about this particular subject. How? How? Because yeah, because you just are. Oh my god. So I let it. You know, I did. I actually, I say I let it go. I didn't let it go, but I was like, you know, you're not. Don't you understand how you know, contradictory that is, and just how uh, uh, I don't know what the word. Just uh, just uh, uh, not emasculating, but it's just sort of like insulting. It's just you're. You know how insulting that is. And you say I'm wrong, even though you're not giving me a reason to why i'm wrong and there is no reason it's my opinion and it's a different perspective so let me just just let it go let it be let it be what it is well it sounds like you were talking to an intellectual child who hadn't yet developed the ability to think in the grays you know i wish i could i wish i could agree with that sadly no this was this isn't an intellectual person and i just uh but for some reason on this particular subject it, i whatever i said was wrong so like eh, we can talk about that at a different show all right um <laughs> Number nine, the last uh, sin for the Church of Satan is a lack of aesthetics. And I fucking love this. Obviously, as someone who went to art school for 14 years, um, I'm very into aesthetics and design. Um, 
But aesthetics are important in the practice of lesser magic, and we should say in Satanism they have greater magic and lesser magic. Lesser magic is basically being, like, charming to get what you want. So, like, I don't want to say manipulating, but it's, like, using your, like, your charm and your wits and whatever to, like, get an outcome that you would want, which is also a very Southern quality. Um, uh, it can be, it yeah. can be. And, you know, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deny that I have my uh, charms about me, whether or not they work is not up for me to say. Well, yeah, we'll leave that. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave that unsaid. And then greater magic is more or less like self-improvement, like working on yourself, changing your mind, changing your way of thinking. So mm-hmm. I, they, they use the term magic, but it's, you know, it's like social manipulation versus personal development. So aesthetics are important in the practice of lesser magic because, you know, the way that you can you can set a tone for someone based on the appearance. You go to a metal show, everything's black and red and dark and loud. It gets your heart racing for metal music. The aesthetics are like part of the manipulation of the emotion or like you go to Disneyland everything's very green it's bright part of their thing is how clean everything is it alters your state of mind based on the aesthetics of your surroundings and so Mm -hmm. I love that the uh, church of satan has a lack of aesthetics as a sin Um, well yeah I mean because look look at their uh look at how they present themselves it's like all aesthetics yes so Um, yeah and that's, I think, like their tie-in with like Hollywood people, because um, some like Jane Mansfield was a member, um, mm-hmm. and she's an interesting character just in that she was a blonde bombshell, but she also had a genius IQ, but realized she could make a career for herself as more or less being a knockoff Marilyn Monroe, uh, which is definitely like a practice of lesser magic. But she was very uh, in with the Church of Satan. Um, so that's kind of like my wrap up of what they believe. Um, mm-hmm. I want to touch on the fact that the Satanic Temple is different than the Church of Satan. I was wondering if you're going to bring that up because I that was something I was not aware of until uh, doing a little diving into this uh, subject. Um, yeah, they are actually a religious and political activist organization, and they do a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that's like political activism theater hijinks very much like in the legacy of like the yippie movement and the church of satan does not like them because they feel like they give them a bad name just because they do get confused they have some similar ideologies in terms of being reactionary to christianity um but the satanic temple does a lot of stuff to about getting religion out of schools and government um and like they you know raise money to get a baphomet statue to put outside of a courthouse because the courthouse refused to take down a religious statue so they do Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff um and they did the pink mass where they went to jerry i think it was jerry falwell's mother's grave and did or maybe it wasn't jerry falwell maybe it was the god hates fags dude um, but they went to oh, his... uh, uh, something Phelps. Right? Oh, Fred Phelps. Yeah, I think Fred it was Phelps, him. Yeah. And they went to his mother's grave and did a pink mass where they baptized his mother as a posthumous, 
lesbian and then the leader of the satanic <laughs> temple put his balls on the headstone which he later said i might have gone too far with that um, oh, I, rem- I remember this happening, and I was like, you know what? I've I've never been more of a fan of the <laughs> Satanic Temple than I am now because ugh, the freaking Westboro Baptist. Talk about some cartoon villainy characters, man. This that whole thing, that whole whole organization. I just don't even get me started. Yeah, no, they're trash. Maybe in the future we'll do an episode about how terrible they are. Um, Gladly. <laughs> but just you and I, all our episodes are just skewing religion from now on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Satanic Temple, different organization, more of a theatrical, political activist thing. Um, and the Church of Satan takes issue with them partially because, like, they're like more they they're more low key and more about like working on yourself and you know kind of being quiet instead of trying to like change the ideas and opinions of others um so they they butt heads uh also follow church of satan on twitter they have a really great twitter evidently they do um yeah they're very funny and um you can get some stuff out of that um but yeah i guess that's all i have to say about satanism um it's a philosophy that uh, like it kind of from like epicureanism and then someone said Ayn Rand which I don't know enough about Ayn Rand to like make a comment on that um, I don't either uh I just know that it's it's more of I guess the point of of them is not exactly what what their name would suggest unless you're you're looking at it from a uh a direct translation um you know of, of the word satan but you know of course you say church of satan and everyone starts pointing by like oh well then so you you worship the the fallen angel lucifer it's like well it's a little more complicated than that um you know it's 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 more it's more about being an individual and being responsible for yourself and not not spending all of your hopes and dreams that you'll be rewarded in the next life because hey guess what you got to worry about this life there we go you know you gotta you gotta live in the now you have to make sure you're a good person on earth you know and like to hell with because here here's a here's something to ponder what if there is no afterwards what if there is no afterlife i mean and i know that that would just shatter people's worlds but you know maybe sometimes you just gotta as a human being as an individual you have to have thoughts and maybe think about well what if there is no after do you want to use that uh idea to just be a complete trash person or do you want to be a good person because because why wouldn't you it's the right thing to do it's just to be a good person and you know you just gotta be you gotta take ownership of it and you know, don't don't be an asshole. There we go. Don't be an asshole. Get That's, some headphones you know. and let people drink shots out of their Batman shot glasses. You fucking cunt bags. I, I tell you, oh, <laughs> I still if if I need a good laugh, I'll I'll, I'll bring up that story to uh, to the boys. I'm like, remember that awful cunt that came and ruined our barbecue? <laughs> and then Michael got really drunk and pulled her off. And like, yeah, that was good stuff. 
Um, sometimes you need a common enemy to have good laughs. Uh, <laughs> so it just ugh, that was such fun. Yeah, I'm glad I actually got to bring that up. It fits so well into this conversation. That was yeah, that was. Perfect. I hadn't thought about that story in a while, and then, and then you started talking about <laughs> the rules, and like, oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, I look forward to having people write me and be like, "You should really use the word cunt less." And I'm like, "I'll try," nope. but also no, people you should, should be. Less less cunts yeah you should use that word all the time that's my favorite um i use it a lot um yes (laughs) so mark you have a story to tell me that we promised and then uh forgot to get to well it it ties back to the to the dating thing and and then of course the the church of uh the church of satan because look as as much as I'm uh, aware of the uh, the aesthetics of the Church of Satan in the ether, me being a metal fan and me having uh, you know certain friends out there that are uh, you know more in tune to it all, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not completely ignorant of of it all, but I but I never dove into it. It wasn't really until uh, uh, this episode that I really kind of did a deep dive into like, okay, so that's what I originally thought, or, Hey, I didn't know this and this, that, you know, all that jazz. So, so I really only at the time knew things on the surface. So I go out on a date with this girl and it goes really, really well. So I have another date with her, and that one goes even better. And then one night, uh, so she works two jobs, so I wasn't getting to see her all that often. So what little time I could get, uh, I went for it. And uh, there was one Sunday evening uh, she was not working. And she said, uh, if you want, you can come out to, to my place and we'll hang out. And I said, sure, I'll do that. Because why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, let me preface that with woman says, hey, I'm at home. Come over. I'm not going to say you should ex- have a, an expectation, but sometimes you can have an expectation. Yeah, you know, of course. This, this, this was our third meeting after all. And then the one beforehand, you know, it got intimate. So, you know. But it it didn't get like too too intimate if you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. So so then she invites me over to her house. So I was like, okay, maybe something. So fine, I got that in the back of my head, but I'm still trying to be like, all right, but but don't get you know too bummed out if nothing happens. Just play it cool because you like this girl, and she seemed really cool. We bond over a lot of uh you know nerdy things. You know she seems right up my alley. So I get to her house, we're hanging out, you know, one thing leads to another, it gets a little hot and heavy. And then mm-hmm. she, uh, she, yeah, so she, she directs me to, uh, I, I won't get too explicit. Uh, she, she directs me to the bedroom. So I say, okay, cool, cool. Well, you know, expectation, here we go. And uh, the first thing I notice when we get into the bedroom is uh, I was like, wow, she has a huge TV in her bedroom. But then I get closer to it and go, wait, that's not a TV at all. And she turns on the light. It's a huge banner. It's a, not only that, it's a huge black banner of the Baphomet or really or the sigil of the Church of Satan. Uh-huh. If you need a visual reference, it was that. And it just hit me all at once. I go, oh, whoa. I mean, it, this this was a huge banner. 
like this this might as this house might have have well have been a uh, uh the church yeah <laughs> so like it practically covered that whole damn wall so i so i, I took my eyes off of it because i didn't want to stare because i was going huh all right well there that is okay fine whatever <laughs> but you weren't based on her you weren't totally surprised that this was in her room right like you knew her well enough to be like no i i no this was a complete shocker i did i didn't i was getting to know her like i said this was our third time okay uh, meeting and uh i only saw her sparingly because as i said she she works so often um uh, we never approached this subject okay okay <laughs> yeah so i saw that and that's why i was so taken aback by it like but then as as i turn away and i pay more attention to her then it starts to creep into my noggin uh noggin i never say <laughs> noggin I never, ugh, you, you have to I, use some wholesome language to balance uh, out this story yeah. it, it it enters my uh spectrum of my brain my my uh cortex or Oh, fuck that. I'm not. Anyway, she, <laughs> I, I go like now I'm just rambling about she had mentioned she was also a metal fan. So I go, OK, you know what? Then uh, a diehard metal fan. This is not outside the realm of possibility, as yeah. we've discussed. So I said, cool, fine, whatever. So I, like I said, I get back, you know, paint back to her. And then I notice I was like, oh, she has a. a her comforter on her bed is black. That's cool. I like black. Wait a minute. And I kind of like looked around her and the comforter was the Baphomet sigil on the bed. Stop like, it. So she's serious. So, I, I mean, it's and it's just like staring at me from two fronts uh, from behind me and that banner and then right there on that bed. And I go, this one, actually, I took a noticeable pause like, huh? All right, well, maybe she's just really into metal, or maybe she's just really into the aesthetic. Maybe that, because there was nothing else in the house that suggested otherwise, or so I thought. So then I, I decide to just do my thing uh-huh. because because we're in the heat of the moment. Yeah, of course. And I was just like, well, it is what it is, and here we go. And it's so, kind of hot, right? Like it kind of is adding to it. Well, it was just, it was something. I didn't know, I just, I, at, the, at that moment, I didn't know what to think of it. So I just, I, like I said, I put it aside and I, uh, I continued with her. And in the middle of everything, I happened to look over in the corner of the room. And then there's a statue of Whoa. the Baphomet, like uh, the like the actual statue, like a miniature version of that giant statue they put in the... Uh, 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 that court that you were talking about, yeah, um, just, or was so, it city hall, whatever that was. Uh, so she's all in. We got the fucking yeah. banner. We got the comforter. We have the statue. You're surrounded. It's all there, yeah. Like I am literally surrounded. Like I'm, I'm, I'm being looked at by all of them. I'm being, I'm like lying on top of the comforter and you know all that. And I get, and when I saw the statue, that's when I sort of scowled or not scowled, but I furrowed my brow and I went, something's up here. And so, but whether or not I, what I should have done, I, I don't know. Should I have stopped and said, can I ask you a question? No, or you I, ask the question later. 
Well, that's what I did. So I, I let things unfold and, you know, everything's all good. It's fine. We're, we're, uh, you know, basking and everything. And, and finally I, it just, it, it suddenly just dawns on me right away to go, Hey, can I ask you a question? (laughs) 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 And she looks over at me and, you know, she's kind of like, yeah, what's up? You know, all happy and what have you. And, uh, I go, so, uh, what's with all the baphomets? And I swear to God, it was as if she replaced her face with another stranger's face that was just permanent scowl. Like she just, it, her smile faded so quickly and she just kind of gets real quiet and she goes, and then finally she, she sits up and just goes, Oh, okay. What does that mean? And I said, what? She goes, yeah, you know what? This is my fault because I probably should have mentioned this earlier. Yeah. And I said, mentioned about the Baphomet. She's like, well, because this is usually the conversation stopper. So if we had talked about this beforehand, we wouldn't have had to progress any further. I go, oh, so now I'm like, oh, she's like, now I've offended her or something. Or I was like, I said, so, okay, well, what's the deal? Is it just, you just like it? She goes, no, that's not it. I happen to be uh, the president of this chapter's Church of Satan. Stop it. <laughs> and you, you didn't know it, but you were doing field research for this episode. Wouldn't you know? Well, that's why when I saw the subject on your uh, on the topics list, I go, you know? <laughs> wow. And so I sat there stunned and I go, could you elaborate on that? And she goes, I am, I mean, what do you want me to say? I'm the president of this local chapter of the church of Satan. And I go, they have that here, like all the way here. She goes, yeah, there's, there's, you know, chapters everywhere. Go. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, is that, uh, you know, and I was like, I didn't really know what to say. And she goes, is this a problem for you? And I go, I, is it a problem for you? She's like, no, but it tends to be a problem for a lot of other people. Oh, I'm sure a lot of guys are scared off by it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hence why she says like, this is usually the conversation stopper. Mm-hmm. And I, and, and, and in all honesty, I was kind of intrigued because I like, because I said, this seems like a big thing with you. So it feels like this should have been something I was aware of. Um, but I, but I said, okay, um, she, she says, is it a problem for you? And I go just to break the tension because it was, it seemed like there was just this uneasy tension going on. So I tried to be, I, I, I did the joke approach. Yeah. Y- you tell me whether or not this was the right thing to say. I go, well, Hey, as long as you're not planning to uh, exchange my blood for goat's blood, it's a okay. That's the best. That's the right answer. <laughs> well, I, I thought so too. Oh but no, then I she was, was like, offended. Was she offended? But, th- but then but then she kind of she she rolled her eyes and looked at me and she goes, "Is that what you think we do?" And I go, "Oh fuck. That didn't come off the way it was supposed to." It <laughs> sounds go, like she takes it like really really seriously, like a little bit of a chip on the shoulder and maybe cuz like she does get a lot of like bullshit about it. 
But she she probably well, I think I think at one point in her life she did. Maybe not so much anymore, but it's probably hindered her uh, her her dating life. But you gotta have a sense of humor about it. It's true, but I mean, she when she rolled her eyes and said, "Is that what you think we do?" Like after a while, she kind of smirked, and I go like, "I honestly don't know what you do. That's why I'm asking." And uh, I said, "I you," and I told her, "I said, well, I, I've, I don't think I've met someone who's so into you know this whole thing." And she goes, "Well, it's not like a, a full on religion. It's you know, I'm an atheist." And then that one threw me because I didn't understand the concept at the time. I said, wait a minute. If you're in the Church of Satan, you can't be atheist because that's another full religion, isn't it? And she goes, do you know anything about the Church of Satan? I said, well, uh, if, if I'm correct in the way I understood, again, this is at the time. Yeah. I said, isn't it more of like a, a nihilistic approach where you, you don't – where you say no to other organized religion and the aspect of organized religion and all that. She goes, yeah, I mean, pretty much there's more to it, but yeah, that's the basic concept. I said, okay, but it, it, that still seems kind of backwards because you're, but again, I didn't understand the concept, but I didn't push it because she looked like she was getting annoyed. Um, and I said, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, you're still you. Uh, and she's like, I'm not going to try and convert you. I said, oh, well that's okay. I didn't know that was uh, – I wasn't thinking that, but, you know, it's good to know. Good to know because I just don't yeah. have the energy to be converted right now. Yeah, so said so, – yeah, exactly. So I said, it, it's as long as you're not bothered by it, I'm not bothered by it. It's fine. And she goes, okay. But uh, needless to say, I, I, the rest of the evening, there was, there was still a uh, – not a lull, but kind of this – awkwardness even though you know i i tried my best to play it off and everything like that and i was fine but it, it just it still felt weird in the air yeah and and by the time i left that was the that was the last time i've seen her in person <laughs> <Because> <laughs> she basically we went we went from talking all the time via text seeing each other those three times when we could or like making efforts to see one another and then from that point it was yeah, you know, I'm just like super busy and I'm not looking for anything serious. So, you know, it's it's fine. Like, oh, okay. Jeez, like was... the air in the room just changed that quick. That's that's what happened. Yep. Man. So, um my uh my best friend get has gotten such a kick out of that story because she's like, How how do these people find you? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> of all I mean of uh, I certainly didn't didn't see that coming at all. And that that's what's so uh, uh, hilarious about that story is how it just makes such a quick left turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no? is I mean, yeah. So she didn't look like what you would think of. Like she wasn't like wearing like bondage pants and like. Well, we'll see that, and that, and that's kind of a thing. I'm sure that they they struggle with is is what it, what exactly is our identity being a part of Church of Satan is like. How are we supposed to look? You know, and and, the, and I get that because you, you just you look however the way you want to look as an individual. But she, if if I had to label someone based on appearance of, I think that person there is definitely Church of Satan. Um, I wouldn't have picked her out of the bunch. Oh, okay. 
So she, I mean, she, she's got a little alternative edge to her. I mean, she's, she's a tattoo artist. Okay. So, you know, or one of her jobs is she's a tattoo artist. So, I mean, so she's got, you know, different color hair. She has facial piercing. She has tattoos. So, you know, and she dresses comfortable yet, you know, edgy. So there you go. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that's, that means based on that wardrobe, there you have it. Um, but yeah, but that that yeah. wardrobe could be like anything, really. Yeah, it could have it, it could have been anything. That's that's why it was the reveal was such a shocker because she was a, the only thing I knew for sure was she was a video game nerd. Okay, like, it's, like she has bookshelves just dedicated to video games, and I go, that's cool. I've got bookshelves dedicated to my comics and my Blu-ray my Blu-ray videos. So yeah. it's it's fine. That's gaming's your thing. Great, awesome. Let's let's nerd out on some shit and then there's this other thing <laughs> that you just like sprung on me out of nowhere that you know i guess i guess you just thought because i seemed cool with being the weirdo accepting person that i am she's yeah. like oh he's not gonna he's and he likes metal he's not gonna care about this and quite frankly i didn't care it just threw me for a loop because i've never seen so many baphomets in one place ever <laughs> well that's what i was gonna say it's not that yeah. she was a satanist it's like the level of intensity of it because yeah. okay it's it's one thing if you walk into someone's apartment and like maybe they have like a garfield stuffed animal but like if you uh -huh. walk into their apartment and they have a garfield clock a garfield phone a garfield like throw on their couch they give you a drink and it's in a garfield mug and you just like start looking around and you're like holy shit like this person is serious about Garfield. Like it's that sort of thing where you're yeah, like, I mean, like I, you know, and I, and I've got, I've got a lot of Batman memorabilia, but even I don't go that far. Yeah. You know? It's just like, I just got a regular clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a regular clock kind of guy. Yeah. It's like, it's a damn clock. Who do I care? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Total immersion can be intense. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, happy hump day, everyone. <laughs> if you know Indeed. what I mean. <laughs> Indeed. Just uh, watch out for the horns.